Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the weekly Nintendo News Roundup live uh, each and every Friday night, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. The All In Crew breaks down the weekend Nintendo news. Come heck or high water, man. Literally, in this week's case. Well, um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> well, hopefully we make it to the end of this broadcast. We'll see. I'm doing the I'm doing like that typical like weather uh reporter guy like out on the field like in the middle of the hurricane with the parka like in the yeah. the rain's going so it's raining cats and dogs out here Eric. <laughs> That's me on the scene tonight. So okay. Let me a little bit of preamble here while we're letting people file in here live on youtube.com/allinpodcast of course. Um it's been a week, man. We, we've had to like reschedule our, our recording several times for the main show yeah. this week. Then last week in the, or last night rather in the middle of recording, I had a crazy thunderstorm out of nowhere, knocked my power out several times, then knocked my power out. Cause there's like also wildfires going on around in my area. And then like my power got knocked out for like 15 hours. And now yeah. here we are minutes before starting this. And now rain, like thunderstorm happening again outside. So, you know, we'll see some of that might come through. Hopefully we make it to the end of the, uh, of, of the, the news roundup though. We'll, we'll see, man. God bless it's us all. <laughs> it's raining meowths and growliths. That's right. And then matter of fact, my own little growlith is here in my office as well, who may or may not, you might, you might see her come through the camera. You might end up hearing her on the mic. I don't know, but she's too scared. And she wanted to be in my office because, you know, dogs, <laughs> they think the world's ending outside whenever it, you know, it's thunderstorming. So, uh, yeah. but Eric, let's get into it, sir. You know what we got to do first though? First well, and for the time being, we have to shout out all the people that we are happy, uh, who continue to give us power. That's right. Uh, our patrons at patreon.com slash all in podcast. Big thanks to y'all for uh, throwing a few bones our way and making the dreams come true. We want to thank our golden banana tier supporters like Rob Yapel, third strongest mole, Sean, Sean O'Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, aka Neoprime33, aka Nintendo Dad number four, Matt, Shy Guy City, Murray, Phelan Ward, Bill Tucker, Marcus O'Neill, Liam D, Bowza, Gamer Jason, Andrew Wilkins, and Foolish Fuji. Big thanks to our Golden Banana Bunch. Moving to the Triforce tier. We need to thank Josh Vaughn, the godfather of Tingle Love Tuesday, John Datfast Cummins of the Retro Logic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast, the Globetrotting Jet Set Nintendo Hub and Sparky of the Nintendo Hub right here on YouTube, Adam Caparello uh, of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as the Octo Rock 1982 YouTube channel, Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy Mod Squad. Thank you, Shy Guy. Daniel Inahosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the legend himself. The thunderstorm in human form. Uncle Randy. Crashing on through with the support, Uncle Randy. Thank you very much, Uncle Randy. We love you very much. Uh, thank you all for your support on Patreon. You can head over there, see which tier works for you. Get a seven-day free trial to the Golden Banana tier. Get a bunch of exclusive content and perks for doing so. We mm -hmm. appreciate you very much. We got merch at bit.ly slash merch. Links to that are, of course, in the video description if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, you can also, if you're listening to us on an audio feed, you can leave us a five-star review. Also, very appreciate appreciated but uh yeah eric we we do have a lot of news to get into this week and another thing another little disclaimer that should be made pour one out for navi navi has been with us for a long time but you know we've been having some issues with navi the past couple of weeks navi did officially tender her resignation 
and has <laughs> left. Uh, sadly, we're announcing the departure of Navi from the from the All In crew. So, so uh, hey, listen, indeed. Hey, listen. You know, um, and and you know, it's 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 almost. I mean, like the the departure of Navi is sad, but we we did actually have an an even you know sadder departure this week, Eric. We did. Yes, it is truly the end of an era. I know it's already several days old, but I mean, it is the biggest news story of potentially of the year for Nintendo. So, like we do every week, let's talk about it. That's the thing. This is normally when Navi would say, hey, listen, what do we do? But we do need to talk about it. Um, Charles Martinet. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, you know, we're we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to figure out a way forward. Really, I just don't like. I can't get Navi to work on the uh, the stream anymore for some reason. But it's fine. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, what did happen this past week? Uh, of course, yes. Charles Martinet, the longtime iconic voice of Mario, who has been the voice of Mario for some thirty years now. Uh, is no longer the voice of Mario. Got a tweet on Monday morning from Nintendo yep. that read, Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time, as far back as Super Mario 64. Technically untrue. Um, Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he'll be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It's been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we will post at a future date. And as far as the news goes, that's kind of the brunt of it. As of this recording, we don't have that video message yet. I would postulate that we're probably going to see it here shortly, potentially at Nintendo Live next week, or uh, during the probable Nintendo Direct that we're going to get in September at some point. However, at this point, that's really all we know is we have official word from Nintendo that Charles Martinet will no longer be quote-unquote uh, voicing in our games and Charles himself retweeted that reposted that however you want to say it these days uh, and said uh, you're all number one in my heart yeah uh, and that's all we've heard in that regard everything else at this point is just conjecture and speculation and we don't want to add fuel to that fire because the truth is we don't really know any of the specifics behind it. They could very well go into some of the specifics behind it during that message, but more than likely that video message is just going to be a very elongated and very well-deserved thank you from Shigeru Miyamoto, Nintendo, and the rest of the team over there at the Big N, and probably an equally gracious thank you from Charles himself uh, for letting him voice the most iconic character in an entire entertainment medium for a full three decades. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, there's, you know, they're, they're keeping things pretty close to the chest. Uh, and I think that's, I think for both sides, that's very intentional. And frankly, it's none of our business. Right. Uh, there doesn't seem to be, at least from the outset, there doesn't really seem to be much animosity. And uh, I, there's not a doubt in my mind that there will continue to be a fruitful and positive working relationship between Charles in this role as a quote unquote Mario ambassador and between Nintendo. It feels kind of like 
uh, you know, Stan Lee's position in Marvel for like the last 20 years he was alive, where he was essentially just this, this figurehead who went around spreading the good word of comic books and superheroes. There's not a doubt in my mind that for the remainder of his time on this planet, which I hope is a considerably long time still, that Charles will till, you know, till his final days be just spreading the good word of Wahoos and Let's Goes. Yeah, I, I think you're going to continue to see him at conventions, and I think you're going to continue to see him Absolutely. signing prints and taking pictures and being his his joyous self and kind of you know hanging hanging his hat still as Mario because like and and I will say too for anybody uh, listening to this. On the main show, All In a Nintendo Podcast, which is our weekly Nintendo variety podcast that we post every single Saturday. There are links to that in the video description as well if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, We are dedicating an entire segment to Charles and his, uh, his, you know, icon status and his role as Mario. And we have a nice long conversation just kind of going down memory lane and talking about what that voice has meant for so long. So if you want to hear some more just honorment and love for um for for charles martinet you can find it there but um but to yeah i mean like it, it is an iconic voice and it is like unprecedented he's in a league of his own there's no second place he has defined you know video games in voice for you know generations of people and we have uh had confirmed that the voice in both super mario brothers wonder which yes. is coming out in a couple of months and uh and warioware move it that will not be charles martinet in either of those roles we don't know who it'll be nintendo's official response is beat the game and find out in the game's credits which is hilarious yeah. um so. The biggest thing that I wonder moving forward is I wonder if they are going to continue to be voiced by the same person, mm-hmm. albeit by the new guard. So, uh, uh, you know, obviously, especially with Super Mario Wonder, Nintendo is taking like it really feels like Mario is coming into a new era of the character with this brand new platformer. So maybe they'll try to to really flesh out the big four when it came to the characters that Charles Martinet voiced, which is of course Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi, having them voiced by different people uh, and having the voices be truly uh, unique and truly individualized could really help, you know, bring these characters into this new era of characterization, just like the visuals are doing for Mario wonder. They could follow that up with uh, a brand new voice cast. And I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be really interested to to learn about the rest of the cast. Is Kenny yeah. James recast as well? Yeah. We don't know. Kenny James, the longtime voice of Bowser, um we don't know if he's going to be recast. I think the current um the 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 person who's been voicing Peach who also what another kind of funny tradition is the person who voices Peach also voices Toad and used to be Jen Taylor. Um, back in the early 2000s, the voice actress of Cortana used to be yeah. Princess Peach and, and the Toads. And, uh, and that went to, I think her name is Samantha Kelly, if I'm remembering right. Um, and she's been the voice of Peach and Toad for quite some time. So I'm wondering if those characters are getting recast as well. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me. But we haven't heard one way or another. Charles is the only one that has been officially, you know, recast yes. and, and announced by Nintendo. Yeah. So. 
And, you know, I know I can sit here and say I wouldn't mind if Nintendo paid four separate people for a job. I'm sure Nintendo would be like, if we can pay one person for the job. Well, and to be to be that. honest, and, and I texted you this. And by the way, yeah. hey, Lockleth, shout outs to Lockleth. It's a look at these two nice gentlemen. Hey, Lockleth, watching us live right now. Um, I, I will say that Where's like the second the, one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, I did the cynic in me was thinking like, oh man, please don't tell me they're just going to like use an AI, basically Charles Martinet voice, no, 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 no. Like, but that isn't they, what's happening. Mm, no. Yeah. Not what's happening. Although, um, another, another thing that should be kind of notated here is that the fans did notice like when, when Mario wonder that first Mario wonder trailer and the WarioWare movie trailer came out in that, in that June direct, um, the fans did notice that it wasn't him. There was a vocal a vocal minority of people who said that don't sound like Charles Martinet. And personally, I heard it and I was like, tracks for me. Maybe it sounds a little weird, but it sounds fine to me. Um, well, I mean, we just kind of expected it. it was part yeah. of the norm. It's a Mario game. Of course, it's going to be Charles Martinet. He's been Mario since the mid 90s. Yeah. Of course, it's Charles Martinet. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, and not only that, but like, you know, the new actor is very much taking, you know, the cues from, you know, I've, I made this comparison course, before. Yeah. It's it's the Mickey Mouse thing. Mickey Mouse yeah. is always going to sound like Mickey Mouse. Mario's always going to sound like Mario because of Charles's direction and the way he's taken those characters. He did establish those characters and whoever, you know, this is, you know, probably not going to be the last time. It certainly won't be the last time these characters are recast. Um, if that's in our lifetimes or not, these characters will have further roles and they will have further voice actors portraying them because these characters are iconic and will last for a very long time, well beyond the scope of the actors able to portray them. So the passing of the torch does have to happen at some point. It might as well be now we're in the switch era. There's a lot of the passing of the guard. This is something I've talked about, um, before, when it came to Mario Odyssey, that game felt like a big passing of the torch moment. Like that game felt like, you know, like it was really powerful when the credits started to roll and it's alphabetical. Yeah. And it's like, we're all on the same page. It's not, it's just a list of names and Shigeru Miyamoto is in there with the other M names. You know, I thought that was a really powerful statement at the end of Mario Odyssey. That of course was the last 3d Mario and you got to wonder, like, now that we're coming into Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is a new, refresh take on what started it all, it does feel like a a reboot, frankly, of Mario as a concept. Because now it's like, what does 3D Mario look like going forward? And it does feel like a sim symbolic thing more than anything. Charles Martinet could have voiced Mario until the day he died, you know, and, and would have. But... I think that th this is a symbolic move of like, this is a refresh. And so the voice needs to be refreshed too. And I'm very receptive to whoever uh, is going to be portraying Mar. I mean, we have no reason. We should all be. Not to be receptive. And exactly to your point, what I was just about to say is I would like to call to make sure that nobody out there who feels whatever type of way about this 30 year part of our lives now being over. If you feel anxious, if you feel even mad about it, whoever is the new voice of Mario is not the person to lash out at. If you feel any type of way about it, I for one am very excited to see this new voice actor perform 
and we'll be very happy to see their performance in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Just another just another big interesting reason for me to to be excited about this game that's less than two months away for us at this point. But again, just if you feel some type of way, that's not the person to lash out at. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And 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 it's really, you know, more than anything just to, you know, to to salute Charles for the work that he's done and and you know, achieving the icon sass that he has and truly embodying that character and establishing what that character will mean until the end of time. Um yeah. that his his work will live on forever. And you know, again, like we're going to see Many people take on the red cap and the and the blue overalls. Possibly, yeah. You know, we will see. You know that that's going to happen. But Charles Martinet always going to be my Mario. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do feel bad a little bit for the new guy because it's probably going to wind up being a lifetime of you were okay, but you weren't as good as. It's you know the, the comparisons have been made to like Kevin Conroy, right? Exactly. Where I've made you, that comparison. Sure, I yeah. mean like, and that's a fair comparison to make. Where you know Kevin Conroy, you know, voiced Batman and defined that role. I mean, there anybody who comes in after is going to have enormous shoes to fill. That's just the reality of it. But yes, I think you make. I, I think I'm in complete agreement with you that that we need to just be receptive to it. And, and again, like credit where it's due when I, when I saw that Mario wonder trailer, yeah, that tracks like yeah. makes sense to me. <laughs> I think he's doing great. He said, wowie zowie and turned into an elephant. Cool. Like, yep, I'm tracking, you know? So I, I think that, um, and, and, you know, the Mario ambassador role thing, I, I think that there's a lot being done to honor what Charles has, has done. And that is, I think a treatment that voice actors don't always get. A lot of times they're unceremoniously recast. Yeah. You know? But I do think this idea of a Mario ambassador, especially as Nintendo is actively expanding into other forms of media, especially with the ridiculous runaway success of the Super Mario Brothers movie earlier this Mm. year, I do think there is value in having a type of role like that. Um, You know, because as an ambassador... By title, you are somebody who is, you know, who would be a great go-between for other forms of media if you're trying to continue to expand the reach of this character across other media. So I do think there is a lot of value in that potential role as well. And I have no doubt that whatever Charles is going to do from here on out, he's absolutely going to crush it. He's been crushing it for 30 years. There's certainly no reason to think he's going to do otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So all the best to Charles in the in the new adventure. Thank you, Charles Martinet, for everything that, that you've given to uh you know to to us and to the role and the the meaning that those those wahoos have meant over the years. Uh we we appreciate you. The last video game that Charles Martinet appeared in as Mario was Mario Plus Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, which instantly gives that game, I think, a lot more meaning as well. Um, you know, and of course he had, uh, you know, spoilers. If you haven't seen the Mario movie somehow yet, he did have some very meaningful roles in that movie as well. And the last spoken word that Charles Martinet had in Nintendo's universe was these are my boys referencing (laughs) Mario and Luigi, which I just think is beautiful. And, um, yeah. So all the love in the world, man. Shout outs to you. Yes. Always. And Uh, if you have any spare time, you know, now that you're not, you know, maybe come on and, you know. 
Hey, if you, yeah, <laughs> the, the invitation's always open. We've had Kenny James on the show. We did, now yeah. We, just, we need to get Charles Martinet on, complete the cycle, you know. So, yeah, man. Uh, okay, well, we do have some other news to, to get into as well. That was by far the biggest news, but there is yes. some more. There is some pretty here. significant stuff that happened. Yes, of course, this past week was Gamescom. It's actually still going on right now as of this recording, but we did have opening night live a couple nights ago and some weirdness at the beginning of the show to one side. There were a few significant announcements. As a matter of fact, a few significant announcements in regards to having the Nintendo Switch logo attached to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Which is nice because, you know, admittedly, the Summer Game Fest, uh, Gamescom, not necessarily the place for a lot of big Nintendo announcements. Typically, those are found at Nintendo Directs, but certainly a few things worth talking about from this show. And we got one of them pretty quickly off the bat. Jeff Keighley made it very clear to everybody coming into opening night live that it was going to be about game updates, that there weren't going to be a lot of big surprises. We weren't going to get a lot of announcements to try to temper people's expectations. But very quickly, they did, they backpedaled on that just a tad and saying, well, we do have a little something, something for you. And lo and behold, Supermassive Games announced the third game in a trilogy beloved by Seth and myself. We are getting a new Little Nightmares. Eric, happy. Yeah, man. Little Nightmares 3 uh, looks great. It's coming yeah, it next does. year. It is coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's going to have online co-op, which uh, which is awesome. Um, and especially like, you know, Little Nightmares 2, no spoilers, but it ends on a huge... Oh my god. Like, I don't cliffhanger, I guess, but like the way it ends just sets up like the universe of little nightmares so well. And there's also the, the universe of little nightmares seems to be something that they're very cognizant of. They, uh, announced a new podcast called, I think the sounds of nightmares, which, um, which is now, I think the first two episodes of it shadow dropped, uh, a new podcast in little nightmares universe. So they're really expanding, uh, little nightmares quite a bit here with this this third entry looks to be the biggest and most bombastic entry yet i can't wait i can't either the first two games we've done indie showcases on on mm-hmm. the main show and this is just another game i mean it looks like little nightmares we got to see quite a bit of gameplay uh for the game i mean this it's, it's not really super cinematic it's one of those games like limbo like inside for those of you out there who may have played planet alpha it's this kind of contiguous 2d physics-based puzzle platformer series with a ton of just grotesque and kind of nightmarish creatures that really flesh out pun intended uh the nightmare inducing uh fuel that and it's just it's so good it's so great and um both two games are available, like we said, on the Nintendo Switch. This third game is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And I'm very much looking forward to not just playing the game, but like you said, the second game really kind of puts the universe in a place that's really intriguing. And by the time I finished with the second game, I was just really excited to see where it goes from. So I need there. a third I need the third exactly. one now. Bowser exactly. in the chat says uh, I still need to play Little Nightmares too. Yes, you do. It's really play it. good. Very, very good. good. The ending sequence, especially in Little Nightmares 2, is insane. It's so good. I was a little surprised. They had a a pretty substantial uh, DLC chapter they added to the first one. We never really got anything like that for Little Nightmares 2. 
But I mean, if if that meant that we got Little Nightmares three sooner, then I'm okay with it. I think so. Yeah, I I think so. And actually, that that does segue us into like a couple of Sonic announcements fairly well yep. because we did get um, some Sonic Frontiers DLC announced, which is. It's kind of funny because, like, this is kind of what we were sort of talking about, too. Like, this Final Horizon DLC, a free update coming September 28th, adding new story, new characters, new challenges, which is, like, all fine and well and good. We had a little, like, trailer for that. Um, But that is the vibe I was getting from it, was exactly what you just said. Like, man, these resources could have gone somewhere else, (laughs) you know? But, hey. I don't know. It feels weird. It feels like Sonic Frontiers has... Uh, like Sega is trying to hype us up for the new Sonic game, Sonic Superstars, which I yeah. think they're doing a fairly good job of doing at this point. Uh, so it does feel a little weird that we're still uh, not necessarily living in the past, but they're like, hey, be super excited for this next game. But but also, you know, go back and we've got some stuff coming out for, for this old game. It does feel like a little bit of a step back as they're trying to got to go yeah. fast forward. Uh, but it is, again, new content for a game that both you and I really like. It's been pretty far out of my mind for quite some time. As much as I do enjoy the game, I don't feel like I'm remotely in the headspace to go back to that right now. I feel like I'm going to completely have to relearn the game. But I am interested in seeing what this this final chapter brings to the game. It is absolutely worth noting that this DLC for Sonic Frontiers is free. This is another yeah, free. big free update so, I, I mean, that's the right price for me. I don't know about you, but it's worth me turning the game back on at the very least and seeing what it's about. I'm interested in seeing if the new characters who, I mean, are going to be Tails, Knuckles, Amy, possibly even Robotnik. We saw him in the trailer as well on the side of the main characters. So maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something with Sage as a playable character. Who knows? But... Oh, I'd be pretty interested. I do wonder what the interest level is at, though. That's the thing. Like, who, like, you know, I, I know there are going to be some people who are going to download it. And, like, if, if, like, the most hardcore Sonic Frontiers fans, I think, will be, will be into this. But I have to imagine that it is such a minuscule amount of the, the, fan, like, everybody's, the game's almost a year old. You know what I mean? So it's like, move. you know, at a certain point, like, it's cool that you've done this, but at a certain point, you do kind of got to move on, you know? And um, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all, you know, but but it is full steam ahead for Sonic Superstars, which we did get a new trailer for. The yes, game continues to look great. It's coming October 17th, just three days before Super Mario Wonder. And look, man, I got to say, like, that to me actually illustrates a lot of confidence in this game. Like it, to me, like that is brass from the Sonic team that we do not normally see of like, you know what? We're not afraid of Mario. Like, <laughs> It's like 2023 is so goaded at this point. It's like the year itself is just saying, you know what? Just for, you know, hex and giggles, I'm just going to drop two triple a 2d platformers within three days of each other here in October. You know, I can just basically do whatever I want at this point. I just like just the idea of a triple A 2D platformer, a brand new, not a re-released or a deluxe or anything like that. A brand new 
AAA 2D platformer in the year 2023 alone blows my mind, much less the fact we're getting two of them within three days. It feels like 1991 again, almost, with Sonic and Super Mario World. They they could have dropped this earlier, later, if they wanted to, to get away from Mario Wonder, if they were worried about Mario Wonder. This, to me, says we're not. And that, to me, I think is a huge show of confidence in the quality of the game. And actually, just the release date alone makes me more interested in Sonic Superstars than I think I've ever been, to be honest. And I, I was already like looking forward to it. Um, the, the pedigree behind it, I, I think the game looks great. Yeah. Um, but, but like, this is, I think a real, like, kind of like, all right, like, no, I'm not moving, you know, we're here. So I, I like that a lot. It's like, you got four player co-op. We got four player co-op. Matter <laughs> yeah, of fact, son, like, we got a battle mode. Oh, I like it. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot, man. So we'll see. We'll see. We're certainly going to keep our eyes on it. Um, Eric, there's also some Mortal Kombat one stuff. So I'll go make myself a sandwich. Uh, I'll be back. I'll go. I'll go ahead and uh, you know I take a shower will, or something. I promise I will keep this under an hour. <laughs> I swear I will keep this under an hour. Uh, but yes, we did get another brand new trailer for the forthcoming Mortal Kombat One, which showed off Empress Sindel and General Shao, not Shao Khan, but General Shao, returning from Mortal Kombat 11 in Mortal, uh, in Liu Kang's new era. And I mean, they look really cool. I really enjoyed the trailer. It wasn't as big of a reveal as several of the other trailers because, you know, these are both returning characters from Mortal Kombat 11. It wasn't as big as like Reptile returning or it wasn't as big as like Havoc returning or Serena or any of these other characters, but it's still really cool to see them. I love their redesigns. I absolutely adore the redesigns for both Sindel and for uh, General Shao. Uh, General Shao, I think, is going to the same uh, blacksmith that Kratos is because he got himself a brand new magic returning uh, murder axe, just like the, the Ghost of Sparta did. But uh, in addition to General Shao and Sindel, we also got the returning Motaro from MK3. If you remember fighting that giant centaur jerk back in the arcades in the early 90s, he's returning. And in addition to this trailer, we got another combat cast this uh, week, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, which went over both of those characters and the brand new and completely re uh, rebooted Rain. Uh, I, I did think it was funny because he plays a little bit like the character Cetrion from Mortal Kombat 11 with his uh, zoning, which is he has a lot of projectile attacks and he, a lot of his game plan takes uh, like far range attacks. Uh, he plays a lot like Cetrion from Mortal Kombat 11. So I've seen a few people online calling him a Wetrion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I, I like, I like that. that. I thought that was funny. Uh, but yeah, Rain is going to be a huge zoner. He's got multiple cancelable projectiles. He's got a ton of really interesting tools. General Shao has some really cool stuff to where he can actually leave his axe in the ground and the axe can do stuff independent of the character. But within the FGC, everybody has been losing their mind about Sindel and her abilities since the combat cast because of her ability to manipulate the cameo characters. 
she actually has quite a few tools that are cameo centric. She can buff her cameos to make them come out even faster and recharge faster. She can actually like there's a, a breaker, a combo breaker mechanic in Mortal Kombat 1. She can actually counter the combo breaker with her abilities. She can even steal the opponent's cameo. Mm, that's interesting. She has, she has some absolutely bonkers tools. And a lot of people have been, uh, A, really scared to see her online since that dropped. And really, uh, B, really praising NetherRealm for a lot of the creativity that they're showing with some of the characters here. Like we've got Johnny Cage's hype meter. We've got Sindel's insane new cameo shifting abilities. Uh, General Shao with his uh, his axe stuff. So just more and more reasons to be excited for Mortal Kombat. Again, comes out September 19th. We've only got a couple characters left to reveal, which I assume will be coming in the next week or so. But uh, we're, we're, we're time. What did I? I? I wasn't keeping track. Okay. It was. It, I think you did good, though. I think okay. you did good. Okay. Try to keep it on. <laughs> But yes, more reasons to be excited for Mortal Kombat 1. And I'm sure if you are already, you're going to. Uh, there's a ton of a ton of spoiler stuff online. They've had a ton of YouTubers and content creators that have had hands-on with uh, like a near full version of the game. So stuff like story mode and stuff like uh, this new invasions mode, uh, the single player content. A lot of that stuff is cropping up online along with skins and other details. So be careful online if you don't want too much of it spoiled for you, because there's a lot of stuff out there now. Yeah. Nice. Well, I know, uh, I know you're looking forward to it very mm-hmm. much. So I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts when mm-hmm. the game comes out again in less oh, yes. than a month at this point. Oh, um, yes. But the last thing that's uh, Switch relevant, now we did break down um, every, you know, kind of big Nintendo announcement from Gamescom opening night live during All In Side Quest, which is a Patreon exclusive show that we do, and mm-hmm. that'll go up when I can put it up. Um, and so patrons can look forward to that. Um, but we did get a big surprise, I feel like, out of absolutely nowhere. This game, thank goodness you're here, that is yeah. coming next year to the Nintendo Switch that just looks like this colorful cartoon network style like british humor like very like kind of like fun and like bombastic and out there the the art style alone has me interested in this one it almost looks like steven universe meets untitled goose game or something um kind of the vibes i'm getting regardless it looked completely different from anything else shown off at gamescom opening night live in and amongst these massive triple a super photorealistic unreal engine 5 high fantasy action extravaganzas you have a game that looks like this which sticks out in all the best ways and that alone made me interested in it it like you said looks like it has a very kind of tongue-in-cheek very british sense of humor but it was confirmed for the Nintendo Switch. We didn't necessarily learn too, too much about it. But uh, if you're a fan of stuff like, I think, you know, regular show or a lot of cartoon network shows of that ilk, maybe a little Gravity Falls in there. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Bubblegum or <laughs> you know what show I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah. I've, I, what's it called? Like the Fantastic World of Gumball, is that it? Yeah, Gumball, I think. Yeah, yeah, Gumball. Yeah, yeah. 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 so it's if got you're that, into stuff got... like that, I think this might be up your alley. 
it's got modern Cartoon Network energy. Yeah. The the art style it has like um you know there there's a I really want to know like the the artist because there there's a couple of like modern Cartoon Network shows that this looks very similar to. Yep. There's a show a short lived little show called like Apple and Onion that like looks identical to the point where if I learned that it was the same like art director I would not be shocked at all. But it's got you know a little bit of a little bit of adult humor to it as well the premise here on the uh, the listing is thank goodness you're here as an absurd comedy slap former set in the bizarre northern english town of barnsworth as a traveling salesman take the time to see the sights and meet the locals who are very eager to give you a series of increasingly odd jobs so and it's published by panic which i believe was also the publisher of untitled goose game so that might be a, an apt comparison that you made there eric well i mean like that iconic movie quote says, you had me at Slapformer. Slapformer, man. <laughs> so very cool. That that was a highlight for me of uh yeah. of Gamescom opening night live. So that was really cool. But that's the 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 main like Nintendo related news. Yeah. Honestly, more Nintendo related headlines than we typically get out of Gamescom. Yeah. And it came so. from games mostly that we didn't even know about. So Again, even though I, I, I still think it was good that Jeff Keighley went out of his way to temper expectations about new game announcements, but we still got a couple good ones. They look interesting, and the new games announced are coming to the Nintendo Switch. So some really cool surprises in there, in and amongst the stuff for the PlayStation and for the Xbox. And again, if you'd like to hear us talk more about Opening Night Live and want to hear more of our thoughts on the other stuff, this week's episode of SideQuest happens to be all about that. Go figure. Yep. Nice long breakdown of the Nintendo announcements. So plenty of, uh, of Gamescom stuff coming from us. But Eric, we also were introduced to a new Pokemon this week a new pokemon revealed uh for the upcoming teal mask dlc for pokemon scarlet and violet and you know we've said our i especially have yep, said yep, my yep. piece on that i'm yep. not going to get on that i just want to talk about poltergeist i mean who doesn't want to talk about poltergeist it's a matcha tea pokemon and genuinely one of the most intriguing and i think memorable pokemon reveals in a very long time um they essentially created this, uh, you know, like Japanese uh, cuneiform, like ghost story, essentially built around this grass ghost type T Pokemon. Which I don't know if it's going to be a separate, like still on the the level of uh, Poltergeist, or um, oh, it's it's still going to be within that family. I just don't know where where it's going to f- uh, fit within the evolutionary chain for uh, they're considering it yeah they're they're considering it a different pokemon like kind of what they've done with the paldean pokemon where like in the past we've had galarian versions or you know um uh oh god why am i blinking on the sun and sun and moon um alolan versions of of pokemon like we've Mm -hmm. had that um but but in in paldea typically it is actually an entirely different Pokemon, which I actually have the website pulled up here for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, it says uh, it may resemble Sinistee at a glance, but Poltergeist is actually an entirely different species of Pokemon, which I do imagine it's going to have an evolution. 
Um, yeah. but it is, it's, it's neat. Like, it's really cool that it like takes the sort of like very traditional, you know, and we've seen this vibe with the teal mask, this very traditional Japanese, you know, a lot of the legendaries that are, that are in this DLC are based yeah. on Japanese myth. This is like, it's matcha, it's classic traditional Japanese tea ceremony. It's ability is hospitality. Um, so, you know, it is, it is very much in line with, that very traditional Japanese culture that this DLC is tapping into. Well, I mean, just like Scarlet and Violet had this past and future motif. Yes. Uh, the, I mean, the DLC also very clearly, the teal mask is much more of a past traditional, a look back kind of yep. idea. Whereas the Indigo disc is much more of a technological progressive future forward type of DLC. So, I mean, Poltergeist fits in perfectly with, uh, the first part of this DLC. And again, I just like, I got super coffee talk vibes from this Pokemon reveal. And I just, I need, like, I need several other coffee talk crossover Pokemon at this point. I need like hibiscus and butterfly, you know, could you imagine like a hibiscus tea, like a water ghost type or like a fire ghost type for, uh, uh, the, the, the other one, the the, the butterfly. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just saying that's what I thought of when uh, when I saw it. But again, the the reveal itself was really cool. Like we've said before, you know, our reservations about the state of about the continued state of Scarlet and Violet aside, Pokemon has credit where it's due. Been absolutely killing it with these short form animations that they've been doing. Absolutely killing it. As a matter of fact, the third episode of the Pokemon oh, so Path good. to the Peak came out this week, and I have never, probably never in my life, related so hard to a cartoon character as I have to Ava's dad. We all live in a Pokemon <laughs> world. world. Oh, so good. What yeah. that that show is a delight. Just yeah, an app. Is. If you have not been watching Path to the Peak, it is wonderful. It, it really is, is a delight. I look forward to it every week. Yeah, it's so great. The, it breaks my heart. The final episode is coming next week. I want to hear yeah. what, uh, hey, Phelan, I want to hear what you think about it. Because if you if you haven't seen it, Pat to the Beak is specifically about the Pokemon trading card game. Yes. And uh, it's, it's really endearing. Again, the father figure is great. Uh, the father and mother character were both huge Pokemon fans back in their youth. But of course, they're adults now. They don't have time for that. Uh, but their daughter found their cards and she's kind of found this love. And the dad character is just really trying to, to encourage his daughter. And it's great. Yeah. And he shows up in a Pikachu hat and he's trying to play with the young kids. And I'm just looking at that. Like that is an exact mirror. Like if in a different timeline where I had kids, like that's me, I'm telling you, Seth, like that is 1000% <laughs> me right there. That father figure just like who amongst us, hasn't sung along aloud to a couple of the Pokemon trading cards. So you want to be a master of Pokemon. Pokemon. It's so good. (laughs) That one scene, that one scene alone, like if it like that, if you didn't love the, the show by that point, you, that scene will sell. I think anybody, uh, it's so good. And it, and it's yeah. of course like the kids at first look like annoyed in the backseat, yeah. then like, smash oh cut God. and they're all, they're all into it. Uh, so good, man. Uh, I really love that show. I almost want to do like, 
I, I would I would almost want to do like a like a review or something of it on the show. I don't know. Maybe that's something we can we can talk about in the future. But I would I just really love that show. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon um, has a ton of animation projects going on right now, and yeah, like they've been uniformly really good. Badoof's Big Day is still one of my yeah. favorite animated shorts like of all time. Uh, really good. Really interested in this Pokemon Concierge thing. So again, you know, from a game standpoint, I hope that. Teal Mask and Indigo Disc, and I hope they patch the game. But again, credit where it's due. These short form animations the company are doing are just really good, man. You ought to be really checking good. them out if you're not. For sure. So check out the Poltergeist, you know, yep. reveal. Look forward to that. Check out Path to the Peak. Um, Eric, this is another kind of uh, interesting piece of news that came to us. NSO Thursday uh, came out this week with Excite Bike 64. Yes. Uh, dropping on NSO on the 30th. So in just a few days at this point with, I, I really love the trailers that they have been doing for these. And this one was just a very like nineties, totally rad, you know, trailer for Excitebyte 64. Very good. Very good. I liked it a lot. I don't think anything's really going to beat the, the actual like video game advertisements we had back in the nineties. Sure. Those were wild. But uh, yeah, it's still great to see these things that are just really embracing the nostalgia and just kind of the, the the childlike joy that we get from from seeing these games return. Isn't it like technically the last Excite Bike game we ever got? I know we got Excite Truck, and I know yes. there was Excite Bots. Yes, but in terms of like Excite Bike. I'm pretty right. sure that the 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 Nintendo 64 iteration is the last actual one. Please, somebody right. correct me in the Discord if I'm wrong. But um, no, I think you're right about that. I think well, it's that, and then like we of course do have like the Mario Kart, you know, stages. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the excite, stage, which is neat. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know the excite bike. I know they show up as an assist trophy in Brawl, and you know whatever. Yeah. But uh, but I'm interested. This actually is a game that I haven't played i've played the mess out of excite bike on the nintendo just like i'm sure many people have that's been re-released to death in a thousand different ways i think that was in uh the original animal crossing it was on uh you know the virtual console and it's been re-released a thousand times i'm pretty sure it's even on uh the nso the nes nso already mm -hmm. i think so yeah i think it's even excite bike versus as a matter of fact i think that's right yep uh, on the nes nso uh so I think everybody at this point is familiar with that version, but I mean, you shift a couple generations and the game is supposed to feel a little different, right? Well, I'll be interested to see. I haven't ever checked it out myself, so that'll definitely be one that I'm looking forward to because that drops next week in just a couple days, as a matter of fact, August yep. 30th. Yep. Coming up real soon. Which is actually probably going to be the night before for us here in the West. Probably, probably very, very soon. It's coming up. I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. I don't have a yep. ton of experience with it. Um, yep. It's the kind of I, I think we might have rented it a couple of times. Like I, but but yeah, it's it's one of those things where like I'm I'm looking forward to coming in basically with a fresh mindset. And um, you know now there's only two more of the announced N64 NSO games that we're waiting on: Mario Party Three and uh, 1080 Snowboarding. Yeah. So that's the only two that are left. And I am curious if we do wind up getting a September direct, we kind of assume we are. If yep. maybe September directs are typically when Nintendo has NSO related news, because that's when a lot of people's subscriptions need re-upping. 
Um, so I am going to be curious. Yeah, exactly. That's when a lot of people are kind of, it's a make or break. It's like, do I re-up this year or do I not? So typically in a September direct, Nintendo's like, here's some new stuff to be excited about. So I wonder if they reveal the next sort of wave of N64 games in, in the September direct. We'll see. Um, we'll certainly but plenty to but come. But putting that online, finding a way to put that stuff online yeah. was such a good idea because, you know, until... Uh, like, honestly, until this Excite Bike trailer dropped on NSO Thursday, I didn't really notice it. But racing fans, multiplayer racing fans, are eating pretty well on the N64 NSO. Of course, we've got Mario Kart. We have Nintendo, or we have Excite Bike 64, but we've also got Wave Race. And we're getting 1080 snowboarding. So, I mean, there's some there's a pretty decent little selection of racing games on there. In addition to other multiplayer games, we've got two Mario Party games. Of course, you've already mentioned the third one is incoming as well. Uh, it would not shock me at all, Seth. It would not shock me at all if we get a Super Smash Brothers announcement this September. Mm, that's a good call. You, I almost forget that that's not on there. That, that like that, know, that right? should be on there. Yeah. That's a good call. I think you I think want, you're probably you probably spot on. Sell some expansion packs because, of course, the Nintendo 64 is part of the expanded NSO that you have to pay a little extra for. But would Super Smash Brothers sell a few of those? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you're exactly right about that. But yeah, that's coming. Excite Bite 64, August 30th. Yes. Look forward to it. Um, I want to talk real quick. Speaking of like retro games, um. I, I, there's there's a good retro game story and a, and a kind of bad one. I'll start with the bad news first. Um, this past week, it was confirmed by Konami that the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection will run at a reduced fidelity and frame rate on Nintendo Switch, targeting 30 FPS, which is wild. This seems like it wouldn't be a huge deal. Um, I want to point to the fact that the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection back on Xbox 360 and PS3, did run at full 108060. And now this version on Switch, for reasons, is running at 30. It will be 60 on the other platforms, but for reasons, I assume because they didn't want to put resources into it, it's running at 30. So, you know. Listen, I've said a thousand times before, and I will continue to say that a 720, 30 frames per second game is not unplayable. I, of course. You know, Back in my day and all that stuff. However, considering that a version of this game on much weaker hardware ran so much better is baffling. And it does make you wonder what was going on behind the scenes. That that wouldn't necessarily bother me if it wasn't for the fact that, again, the Xbox 360 PS3 versions did run the original versions were at 60 yeah like on ps2 it was 60 it's like there's no there really is no excuse like this is a situation where there truly is no good reason other than we just didn't want to you know optimize for the switch and i think it's also you know evident in the like absurd file size for for the games too and you know it just it just seems like Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch fans are getting shafted on the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection. And to be frank, they are the audience that could have benefited from this collection the most. So we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see how it is when the full game comes out in October. But I did just want to relay that to anybody who is looking forward to playing this game on Switch. It is going to be 
the worst game, uh, the worst version of the game for basically no reason. Yeah, there was some uh, there was some incorrect reporting that came out that that was also going to be uh, how it ran on the other consoles. That's actually right. not true. So right. it, it will perform better on uh, the other platforms. And for whatever reason, yeah, the, it, Nintendo fans are just kind of getting shafted for no discernible reason. So, sure. I mean, I'm still it's still cool that we're getting it, but it is hard to have really dampened expectations and kind of dampened enthusiasm for something like this when you see it it's unfortunate it is unfortunate but we do have a bit of good news in the yeah exactly but but look we we do have some good news in the world of uh of retro gaming because we just learned today as a matter of fact per statement from digital eclipse it looks like the making of Karateka, we we uh, said, I think maybe last week or the week before on, on yep. the News Roundup, that it wasn't going to make uh, the Switch launch for the, for the August 29th launch on Nintendo Switch. Well, in North America anyway, this is not confirmed for other regions, but in North America, the making of Karateka is coming out on the 29th after all on Nintendo Switch. It will make it. Um, so that's exciting. That is the sort of like interactive documentary that Digital Eclipse is putting out about, you know, this iconic legacy yeah. game. So. This old Jordan Mechner classic that you and I have been talking about for a while. The beginning of this Digital Eclipse Gold Master series uh, yeah. that, you know, even as early as today, Stefan Frost on Twitter was was teasing about all the exciting announcements they have coming down the pipeline, which I'll be here for because... I mean, when it comes to these types of, uh, you know, rejuvenations of old games, Digital Eclipse at this point has set themselves head and shoulders above the rest in the industry with their work, of course, on the Atari 50 collection, the Kawabunga collection, uh, and, you know, just other works over the past few years. They've worked with SNK and and stuff like this. So these are absolutely the people that you want doing it and their involvement alone makes me really excited. Super happy. You know, I was going to wait for this anyway, you know, let it cook. I know digital clips is doing the right thing, but for them to come out and say, I was like, Oh, actually it is dropping on the 29th. And my heart grew three sizes that day. And we will have coverage of it. So, so look forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, you, you will see coverage both on the YouTube channel and the and the podcast for that. So look forward to that. Uh, we've also got some uh, some new game announcements, some update announcements to quickly hit, uh, hit here. We got the Cults of the Lamb free content update that was shadow dropped. Uh, this yeah. like Don't Starve crossover that they're doing. Yeah, both Cult of the Lamb and Don't Starve together have new content uh, that came to the game as part of this shadow dropped content update. This Crossover that frankly makes a lot of sense, and I like to see it. Uh, if you haven't played either of them, uh, go ahead and check them out. But uh, Cult of the Lamb got like a new secret quest, a new villager, or a new cultist rather, in the form of uh, Weber and Don't Starve. I think got uh, some icons and uh, other accoutrement, cosmetics, and, and some other stuff. I don't know if it was as content uh, in- inclusive as the Cult of the Lamb update, but. Yeah, there was a really interesting indie crossover shadow drop content update, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, pretty neat. We also got a uh, an announcement just kind of out of nowhere during Gamescom of a Grapple Dog sequel. Yeah, uh, which is really neat and unexpected. Like, um, you know, they've been teasing uh, an announcement for a little while now, um, and look, man, like I I really enjoyed the first Grapple Dog. And to have grappled dogs, cosmic canines with essentially 
you know, this game's version of like Shadow the Hedgehog, yeah. like as as kind of a, a co-op partner is really cool. Yeah, we had Joseph Gribben on the show before to talk about it. So we did. Yeah. So uh to be very interested to see that he was kind of trolling a little earlier, talking about their upcoming game announcement and how he was gonna have to remove Pablo as his avatar on Twitter and X and you know, after the game announcement, he was like, I did a funny because it's you know, it's still Pablo, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, yeah. Grapple Dogs are really cool Game Boy Advance style, uh, like swinging based platformer. It's really cool. Definitely check it out. The first one's available on the Nintendo Switch. Grapple Dogs uh, is now forthcoming. So super excited for that. Uh, I'm also, I mean, I'm also kind of excited for Turok 3 Remastered. That was also announced this past week. I have both of those, Turok and Turok 2, remastered on the Nintendo Switch. For those of you who don't know that those are games already on Nintendo's hybrid platform, the third one, Remastered, was also announced, which a lot of you may not even know exist, which is fair. But that was also announced this week. Yeah, I think Night Dive's also doing um was it Star Wars like Dark Forces? Yeah, Dark Forces is a, yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff coming out this week kind of in conjunction and around Gamescom. I don't know specifically what of it is is coming out of Gamescom, but I mean Gamescom's a massive event. Everybody's in Germany right now, so Joseph Gribben could be over there showing off new grapple dog I think so. footage yeah. behind closed doors, who knows. I think so. We also, there was a, uh, speaking of new game announcements, uh, Alien Hominid HD is apparently coming to Switch this year. They, Alien Hominid Invasion has been in the works for a while, which is kind of like a, like, reboot or, like, reimagining yeah. of Alien Hominid that's supposed to also come out uh, later this year. But it's actually going to co-launch, uh, you know, that game and Alien Hominid HD, like the original from GameCube, from Xbox 360, that's they're going to co-launch together later this year on the Nintendo Switch. And that's exciting. It's a good game. Behemoth is very quietly working on a lot of things right now. They formally announced that physical for Castle Crashers remastered that's coming out soon. So it wouldn't surprise me if we got uh, similar announcements for this. Not saying I've heard anything, but I, just, I, I would be interested in, in seeing something. <laughs> Maybe. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, some some exciting uh some exciting new game announcements, but Eric, that's in the future. Yes. What is out now? What are some notable releases from this week? Uh well, I don't think we have it in the notes. I just want to hit it real quick. I know I'm the only person who cares about pinball, but there's new Marvel pinball <laughs> tables and a new Star Trek the Next Generation pinball table. They just dropped a couple days ago on Pinball FX and your boy has a couple of the biggest scores in the world. So come get me, son. Nice. Nice. Gauntlet Throne. Yeah, I just had to throw that out there. I know I'm the only one who cares, but Pinball FX, really cool. Check out some pinball tables, new stuff, cool. But that is absolutely not the only thing that released this week. A game that we had to wait on, unfortunately, finally got released. I, depressingly, haven't been able to boot it up yet. But of course, the wrestling-based RPG WrestleQuest from Mad Cat or Mega Cat Studios uh, came out this week said Madcast. That's a very different gaming company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mega Cat Studios just came out this week, and I am very excited to jump into that. I know there's a couple people specifically waiting on my outlook of the game because everybody knows I am a massive wrestling nerd dork, and I'm incredibly excited to check it out for myself. I shall report back with all my findings, but that is available now on the Nintendo Switch as of the 22nd. 
I'm looking forward to, to hearing your thoughts on that. We also uh, got Blasphemous 2, which has been actually yeah. very well-reviewed, um, yeah. unfortunately for us. the Ninten- yeah. Not like the Nintendo Pals in our Fantasy League draft needed any more help. Um, they got yet another pretty highly rated game. They quietly, both Moving Out 2 and Blasphemous 2, actually got them quite a bit oh, of points. Oh, they got mo- I forgot they did yeah. Moving Out 2. I actually forgot yeah. they drafted Moving Out 2. So, so currently we're we're kind of getting stomped right now. We have some more games coming out. The, the the you know, it ain't over. It ain't over yet, but they they they're kind of stomping us right now to be honest. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We have time. We have time to to make it up. We're, so we're we're letting them have it for right now. We'll just yeah, setting ourselves we'll up for a dramatic comeback. That's uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, but Blasphemous 2 does look really cool. As you've already mentioned about the game, it looks like the combat is far more nuanced and far more diverse than it was in the first game. And it, I mean, it still looks amazing that that 2D like Soulsborne kind of style looks absolutely stunning with their aesthetic that they're working with. It it just genuinely looks really cool. So if you like Metroidvanias, if you like Soulsborne, if you like stuff like that, you should really be checking out Blasphemous too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Curse Crackers, for whom the bell toils, came out this week. Uh, big friend. thanks. Yeah, b- big thanks to, um, to Kit and Krista's Never a Minute uh, you know, not really a publisher, more of a consultancy, but they're helping out with this game. They provided us a code for it. There is a video on the YouTube channel uh, if you want to check it out. Really cool Game Boy Color style uh, platformer, very fluid, very acrobatic. The music's great, the sort of color palette, and it, it's just, the vibes are right. The vibes are right with Curse Crackers. Uh, check out the YouTube video if you want to see what the game plays like. Uh, I really like it quite a lot. So, really cool. Really cool. Appreciate uh, Kit and Krista for for sending that our way. Um, we also got, thanks to our friends at Pop Agenda, who sent us a copy of Shotgun King, The Final Checkmate, uh, which also <laughs> came out this week. Um, it is a, it's a chess game, but not really. It is a roguelike sort of stage-based like combat strategy game where you play as the Black King in chess, uh, whose subjects, pawns, bishops, even his queen, have all abandoned him to join the White King's army, and now he is out for bloody shotgun-fueled revenge. <laughs> and uh, it's very funny, very tongue-in-cheek humor, um, and just like has a has a really actually interesting strategic kind of loop to its roguelike gameplay. Has a few different modes to dive into, and uh, really neat. I want to spend some more time with it. There's also a video of yes. that on the YouTube channel too. Yeah, so if that one intrigues you, we also, or Seth, uh, also put a video up on our YouTube channel of that because it's not mm-hmm. the easiest game to describe. Hard one to describe. It's very, it's so funny though. Like it, I really was cracking up the whole time playing <laughs> playing that. So yeah, it's really cool. Check it out. But oh my god, dude! There's just so much. All the stuff that's coming out, all the stuff that continues to come out. We got WrestleQuest, Blasphemous, Shotgun King, Curse Crackers. We got all these amazing pinball tables that a billion people are going to download after all this. But it doesn't stop. But I mean, I think that's it for us for this week. It's been yep. a big week. Obviously, some massive stuff. The end of an era. Big news coming out of Gamescom, you know, new stuff getting announced all the time. Amazing games continuing, continuing to drop, really making Golden Aces season more stressful on us. But 
We would love to know what you guys are up to this week and what are your thoughts on all of it? What are your thoughts on Charles Martinet and his legendary career? Let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook at All In Podcast, on Twitter slash X uh, at All In Podcast. Join us on Discord. We would love to have you over there in that amazing community over there. Uh, in addition to that, for those of you joining us here on youtube.com slash all in podcast, before you go, go ahead and like, subscribe, click the bell, all that good stuff to make sure that you never miss a video from your boys here at All In, a Nintendo podcast and All In Media. We're constantly producing new content each and every week. So much so, Seth, that we even produce exclusive content for our amazing legendary patrons. We do at patreon.com slash all in podcast, uh, friends and supporters over there making the dreams come true. You can get a seven day free trial to the golden bananas here over there and check out that exclusive content for yourself. Check out our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch links to that are all, uh, in the video description. Very much appreciated. Again, if you're listening on audio feeds to this, uh, you can leave us a five star review. That's a very free way to help us out. But yeah, if you're on YouTube, leaving a comment, all that engagement just, just really helps us out. We, we, really appreciate y'all uh very much thank you yes and right here at the end an extra special shout out to the people over at communication error cheesy Johnnybo <laughs> love you guys yeah I was love nice. you guys thanks guys thank you so much for that love you guys you're doing great work over there make sure to go ahead and check out our friends cheesy and Johnnybo over there uh and their podcast uh thank you guys again for that this week and thank you to all of our legendary patrons thank you to all of the amazing people who have dropped words on whatever podcast service you listen to us on to everybody who has picked up a piece of our amazing merch at bit.ly slash all in merch and everybody who has just shared our content across this vast and amazing internet of ours to all of you we just want to wish you a beautiful namaste namaste we made it my power held up didn't oh lose power. God. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We made it. Uh, all right. Yeah. But, but let me not tempt fate too much, y'all. We we appreciate y'all for coming out. Danny Lena Hosa was in the chat. Lockleth was in the chat. Bavaza was here too. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate y'all. Um, tomorrow, I don't know what time. It might go up a little bit later tomorrow. But tomorrow, there will be a new episode of All In a Nintendo Podcast. You know, come, come heck or high water, miraculously, this cursed episode will make it out the door. I'll see to it. Uh, but it is a special one because it's a big in-depth indie showcase on Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which has been my most anticipated game of the year. Big conversation around that. And of course, um, really sitting in the pocket and honoring the legacy of Charles Martinet. Uh, those are the big focuses of, of this week's uh, episode of All In. We yeah. also, uh, of course, like you talk about the games we've been playing and stuff as always. So there's a lot of you know, stuff to get into there as well. It's a jam-packed episode dropping on your podcast feed tomorrow. And again, links are in the video description for y'all to check out the podcast. So Absolutely. please do. Two please of do. the biggest things of the year we're covering tomorrow on the main show. Do not miss it. But uh, thank you guys for joining us again. We hope you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. We've got another big one coming up soon. Uh, and we can't stars wait to, next week. Yeah, there's, there's so much to do. Nintendo yeah. Live, yeah. And we can't wait to experience all of it with all of you guys. So have a great week, everybody, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye.